What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 4040 Vision podcast and our latest edition of 4040 Shorts, a short-form podcast format where we cover a sports or sports history topic for around 10 minutes to help make you a more informed sports fan. Today, we're talking about one of the most iconic football clubs in the world and my personal favorite team, Chelsea Football Club, and the supposed curse that seems to be plaguing their number nine shirt. So for years, Chelsea has been home to some of the greatest footballers in the world, names like Didier Drogba, Frank Lampard, Eden Hazard, and the list goes on and on. But for some, they believe that the number nine shirt is a curse that plagues this club. It's a shirt that's been worn by some of the club's most iconic players, but also by some who have struggled to live up to the expectations that come with it. From guys like Gianluca Vialli, may he rest in peace, and Peter Osgood, also may he rest in peace, to Fernando Torres, the number nine shirt at Chelsea has seen its fair share of ups and downs. Some players have been able to wear the shirt and the number with pride, while others have struggled to live up to the expectations that come with it. But why do people consider the shirt cursed? Some say it's the weight of the history, some say it's the expectations, others say it's simply bad luck or bad fit or whatever it may be. But on today's podcast, we're going to discuss the history behind the curse, or the supposed curse, I should say, and you can decide for yourself whether you believe it's real or not. So let's dive real quick into the history of this shirt and the players who have worn it. We'll start with Chelsea legend Peter Osgood, made his debut in 1964, went on to make over 300 league appearances for Chelsea over two spells spanning a total of 11 years. Osgood was and still is a true Chelsea legend, and is fifth on the all-time record goal-scorer list at the club with 150 goals in all competitions. He won two major trophies for Chelsea in a time where they weren't really known for winning trophies, and he won the uh, FA Cup and the Cup Winners' Cup, which is the uh, predecessor to the uh, UEFA Super Cup that you know today. The next notable name that wore the shirt was quite a bit later in the, in the late 1990s, and that is Gianluca Vialli, who recently passed. He wore the shirt from the years 1996 to 1999. He was a fan favorite, became one of the club's most iconic players, despite only playing there for a few short years, and also went on to manage the club. He was a key player during Chelsea's successful period in the late 90s. He won the FA Cup, the League Cup, and once again, the UEFA Cup Winners' Cup. But following Vialli's departure... The number nine shirt has struggled to find a player that is worthy of that honor, with one notable exception, of course. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank claimed the number nine shirt, and he had very similar fortunes to Osgood and Viali in front of goal. So despite not winning any silverware at Chelsea, other than a community shield, which I don't know if that counts or not, he's regarded as one of the best strikers in the club's history with 70 goals in 136 games in the league. So if you're not very good with math, that's almost a goal every other game, or sorry, more than a goal, <laughs> every other game. So he came in the year 2000, so just after Viali, for a club record at the time, which sounds crazy to say, of only 15 million pounds from Atletico Madrid, and he, re- he pe- repaid his fee very quickly as the team's top scorer in three of the four seasons he spent at the club. Unfortunately, he wasn't there for very long, as he wasn't part of Claudio Ranieri's uh, vision. And after Hasselbank left, Players like Hernan Crespo, uh, Matea Kesman, Franco DeSanto all struggled to make an impact while wearing the shirt. Kesman was only there for a year before leaving, and Hernan Crespo only managed 49 league appearances over five years, primarily due to being sent on loan 
and being demoted because of the arrival of Didier Drogba. The Argentine forward finished with a total of 20 goals in 49 appearances, which is not too shabby, but he just didn't get much opportunity to impress. And you can't really blame the other the managers for choosing the legendary Drogba over Crespo. The next three guys to wear it don't deserve much of a mention, but we'll do it anyway just for history's sake. The first is defender Khaled Boularouz, who is by far the strangest owner of the number nine shirt at Chelsea. He was a defender, but still chose to wear the shirt of a striker or forward for whatever reason, and was only was gone after one year. Steve Sidwell, also not a forward, took the number despite playing in central midfield and was also gone after a year. So maybe this is where some of the, the curse momentum started to build up despite it going to guys that didn't deserve it. Franco DeSanto uh, was signed by Chelsea as a, as a youngster and was probably one of the favorites to break the supposed curse, but as a young prospect, he played just eight Premier League games scored no goals for Chelsea, was sent on loan to Blackburn, and moved to Wigan permanently, but has always been kind of an average to below average striker. It wasn't until 2011 when Chelsea supporters had some real hope that the, the curse would be broken, and that was when, they, of course, they signed Fernando Torres from Liverpool for a then-club record £50 million on deadline day. He was one of the best strikers in the world, and we had high hopes for him, but unfortunately he struggled to live up to the massive expectations that came with being the savior at Chelsea, the heir to Didier Drogba, etc., etc. So he scored 45 goals in 172 appearances, won some silverware, and had his legendary Champions League moment in Barcelona where he dribbles around Victor Valdez and essentially uh, ended that tie. But he was still a disappointment when it came to the money spent. So after Torres departed, there was a number of other guys that also did not live up to the expectations that came with the shirt. The first was Radamel Falcao, the legendary striker known as El Tigre. He joined Chelsea on loan uh, after another disastrous spell at Manchester United, also on loan. He scored one goal in 12 matches, and Chelsea turned down the chance to sign him for £38 million at the end of the season and left in the summer of 2016. The funny thing about that is, he struggled at United, he struggled at Chelsea, but then the next year he goes on to score between 20 and 30 goals for Monaco, and they win the league despite being uh, facing the likes of Paris Saint-Germain. And so he went on to, to play well, but just didn't do it at Chelsea. Maybe he couldn't find fitness, maybe it was a weird time at the club, whatever it may be. The next guy is one that I personally thought was going to be an incredible striker at Chelsea, and that is Alvaro Morata. So he joined Chelsea in... Uh, 2017 for another massive transfer fee of 70 million pounds and signed a five-year deal. He scored 11 goals in his first season and he really started off like gangbusters. We thought, or at least I thought, he was the next great striker at Chelsea, but things fell apart. He got injured. He couldn't handle the physicality. He wasn't happy with the fans. Basically, he was allowed to leave after 18 months and he didn't do all that much at Chelsea and has gone on for to have a decent career, but he's always been a slightly above-average striker no matter where he's gone. So maybe no surprise that he didn't work out at Chelsea with all the pressure and everything that came with it. The next guy is even more forgettable than Alvaro Morata, and that was uh, Gonzalo Higuain. He joined uh, Chelsea on loan from Juventus after playing at Real Madrid, having a great career there at Napoli and, of course, at Juve as well. He scored five times in 14 games in the Premier League, but he never looked 
fit enough to fit to play in the Premier League for a long time and just always looked slow. Maybe that was just because of his age, maybe his style, whatever it may be. It just wasn't uh, much of a surprise that it didn't work out. The next guy was another guy that I personally love. I still love him to this day as a player, and I'm really disappointed he's still not uh, wearing Chelsea blue, and that is Tammy Abraham. So Tammy uh, was a a Chelsea youth product. He impressed on loan uh, at a bunch of places, most recently at Aston Villa. And Frank Lampard decided to show some trust in him and chose him as the club's number nine ahead of the 2019-2020 season. So, of course, that is the COVID season that got all messed up because of the COVID-19 epidemic in uh, in March of 2020. But he still scored 18 goals in 47 games for Lampard. But in the next campaign, he, he kind of struggled under Thomas Tuchel. Maybe that was a change in formation, a change in responsibility. Maybe he just didn't feel uh, as trusted by Tuchel as he did for Lampard. Anyway, he scores only, and I say only, uh, 12 goals that season. And he scored a very respectable 30 goals in 82 appearances while wearing that number nine shirt for Chelsea. So unfortunately, that wasn't deemed good enough, and he was sold to AS Roma on a five-year deal for about 35 million pounds. And he continues to play well at Roma, and I'm really sad, <laughs> to be honest, that he's not uh, still with Chelsea. And the main reason that he was he's not with Chelsea anymore is because they went out and bought another number nine and another guy that not he's not quite a Chelsea Academy product, but was a young player that was uh, purchased by Chelsea way back when, and that is Romelu Lukaku. So Chelsea signed him for, again, a club record 97.5 million pounds, which was kind of a head-scratcher, but it seemed like maybe he's the guy that's going to take us over the top. He's going to be the next striker after Diego Costa that's going to fire us to a Premier League title, and obviously that did not happen. He started off well under Thomas Tuchel, but he never seemed to fit with the system. He scored eight goals in 26 Premier League games, and of course, that's not what you expect when you're paying 100 million pounds for a striker. And he had some injuries. There was another COVID-19 outbreak, and a very ill-advised interview came out where he is. it seemed like he was unhappy at Chelsea and pining for a return back to Inter Milan. He got that return on loan, and it doesn't seem like he will be wearing uh, the Chelsea number 9 shirt ever again. The most recent victim or bearer of the Chelsea number 9 shirt is former Arsenal and Barcelona striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. So he was purchased this past summer for just about 10 million pounds as he was deemed surplus to requirements at Barcelona, and he's been okay. He has three goals and two assists at the time of this recording, and it's January 24th, 2023. And he doesn't seem to fit uh, new manager Graham Potter's system and has been in and out of the team, not chosen all that often for the starting 11, and is really on the back half of his career anyway. He's about 33, 34 years old. So uh, to be fair, we probably didn't have too high of expectations with, for him, especially with his price tag and all that. So there seems to be a legitimate fear around the club that the number nine shirt is cursed. Thomas Tuchel mentioned it. He said some players will never take it up. Guys will, would rather wear you know, the, the 19 shirt like Diego Costa or 29 like Kai Havertz. So it seems like guys are actively avoiding the number nine shirt. But I would like to argue 
that if you take a closer look at it, it really seems like the players that have worn it just aren't worthy of the number. They just weren't good enough. Would Diego Costa have struggled if he wore uh, number nine instead of number 19? Would Drogba have struggled if he took over the number nine shirt once Crespo left? I doubt it. On the other side of the coin, would Fernando Torres have been better if he wore number 19 or 29 or 99 or you know some other number? Maybe because he wouldn't have had the expectations, but I think most of the expectations that came with Torres were around the price tag and not the jersey number. Falcao may have come good if he stuck around, but it was a weird time at Chelsea, and Iguain was also washed up when he got here. So Falcao, maybe he could have uh, broken the curse if he stuck around, but you're not going to pay 38 million pounds for a guy that looked like he was done. And of course, Iguain was was just plain washed up. The next guy, Murata, as we said, he was hurt. Couldn't handle the play, couldn't handle the pressure. Tammy was my best bet to break the the curse in recent years, but he's also another guy that's good but not great, and good to, and and not great is not good enough for Chelsea as your lead striker. Lukaku was always overrated as a player. He couldn't stay healthy. He didn't fit with Tuchel's system, so it was a weird transfer in the first place. And he essentially talked his way out of town. And the last guy, of course, Aubameyang. Like I said, he's in his mid thirties. Probably not, too, not. You don't expect too much from him in the first place, and he just might be past his prime. And of course, he doesn't fit with what Grand Potter is trying to do. So essentially, what I am trying to say is that this curse—you can call it self, uh, self-fulfilling, self-perpetuating. Maybe there is a legitimate fear among the guys, and if guys think that there is a curse associated with the number, then they're not going to wear it. But if a guy like Prime Didier Drogba wore number nine, or for example, if Robert Lewandowski and some alternate universe came to Chelsea and wore the number nine shirt, they wouldn't be weighed down by the curse because it doesn't exist. (laughs) It sounds funny to say that, but it's not about the number. It's about the guy that's wearing the number. And eventually, at some point, when Chelsea, just like every other football club in the world, is looking, it finds that world-class striker, then he's going to come in and, and break this supposed curse and end all this talk. If Chelsea had, by some miracle, signed Erling Haaland this past summer, do we really think that he would be cursed by the number nine shirt? The guy's a machine. He's a cyborg. He scores goals for fun. He's not going to be weighed down by some, you know, pretend voodoo curse. So, Chelsea fans, lighten up. This isn't uh, Lord Voldemort and the Defense Against the Dark Arts job at Hogwarts. This is just a case of giving guys that don't deserve it this jersey number. So, let's save it for a true world-class player, or just give it to some kid that doesn't know about this. If you're, you know, 17, 18, 19, and you're in the Chelsea Academy, maybe you've heard of the Chelsea curse, but you probably just don't care because you're too young to give a shit, and that's what matters. So thank you for checking us out. We appreciate your time today checking out the 4040 Shorts edition of the 4040 Vision podcast. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe to our podcast on all the major podcasting platforms. And let us know what you think on social at Instagram and Twitter at 4040 Vision Pod. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Yeah.